Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of I Get That 10 Minutes. I'm so happy that I'm still able to record episodes and bring you amazing chats with fun people and have a good laugh along the way. Now today's episode is... Oh, I heard that cough there, someone's trying to gate crash before I've even done my introduction. You just be patient please, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, we'll get to you in a moment. Yes, today's episode is, is a... It's kind of a, a journey back to sci-fi. In season one, we did a little sci-fi chat discussing, you know, films, TV shows, sci-fi fandom. But there's always room for more, and especially when it's with a new guest. Now, this lady I'm going to bring on is someone I've been chatting to behind the scenes for a little while. We've been bonding over various bits and bobs, and she is a very successful podcaster herself, so it's kind of nice to keep the podcasting journey going with someone else jumping on the bandwagon, so to speak. Especially because of our equal love of sci-fi, and this is how we've managed to bond. Please give a massive welcome to star of Too Old For This podcast, which I'm not going to say out loud. It's Angie. Welcome, Angie. Hello. Hi, Dewey. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, sorry for the cough. I actually had myself on mute and then I unmute, unmute myself thinking it was over and then it's just a bit more came out. <laughs> so sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. I'm excited. I'm really excited to get the chance to talk about sci-fi, to be honest. So, yes. Yeah, go right on ahead. You're... <laughs> it's totally up my alley. <laughs> your, your podcast, without sounding offensive, doesn't really focus much on sci-fi. Some no, of the, it's all no. It's all it's it's quite a varied range of topics. I've I've noticed there's some some of the kind of adult side topics, and then you've got things like podcasting advice and relationship advice and various other interesting things that I don't tend to discuss on my on my show. But yeah. I like discovering other aspects of podcasting, other topics, other things to talk about, other things to get the conversation going. And discovering yourself has been a real eye opener and and pleasure to uh, to expand my mind, so to speak. And um, you. your most recent episode was sci-fi dominant, I must say. There was, <laughs> yeah, now, I, was, I, was I, I won't try and pronounce the name because I'm bound to get it wrong, so I might have to rely on you for the pronunciation here. But you spoke to renowned science boffin, Mr. Uh, he's not. He's actually a journalist, but he has a podcast on um, UAPs, which is a new name for UFOs, and he has different scientists come on. So his co-host is an actual astrophysicist. So his name is Frederick Diggs Gottlieb. So that was a bit of a outlier that episode, but I absolutely loved doing it. And it was it's called Flying Saucer. Yes, that but was. Yes, one. like you said, like it is. It is a bit. It does enter the realm of you know. Like, it definitely, like, talks a lot to my love of sci-fi. So, obviously, I, I love that kind of conversation. But this is really based on the Pentagon report that came out in yes. June this year and all of these things. So, that's what his podcast is about. So, I got him to come on. Uh, but, yeah, it normally I cover human nature, misfits. Uh, so, it's a funny outspoken podcast on human nature, misfits, and uh, relationships. So, but... You know, people who like to talk about UAPs tend to be a bit of a misfit anyway. So. Of course. It's a very... Um, <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, That's how I that one in. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. if you're talking about things like uh, like UAPs, like you say, um, UFOs, you know, flying saucers, unidentified flying objects, whatever you want to call it, it is considered frowned upon. People even now are a bit, mm-hmm. you know, wh- why they're talking about such things. You know, they don't exist or do they exist. We'll never truly know. And that's... That's where sci-fi fandom kicks in because it's all the the what ifs. It's what could happen, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what we think might happen, what's out there, what's not out there. It's why science fiction has been so popular for for many a decade, and why it continues to be so. The amount of shows, movies that we still see now, graphic novels, books, literature, all sci-fi dominant, and it it just takes over everything. 
it's an amazing it it's an amazing thing to be part of and i'm not just referring to things like well like i'm wearing a star wars t-shirt now but there's more to sci-fi mm-hmm. than just star wars and star trek yeah. it's a very broad spectrum of genres that are all based around the love of sci-fi when did you um kind of first become a fan of sci-fi was it something that just clicked and you said uh-huh. oh i'm just gonna follow sci-fi now before sci-fi for many years i was always very much into fantasy uh, okay. movies and genres and then the pandemic happened and all of a sudden i discovered i had um a real hunger and passion for sci-fi and reality tv so that's not as cool but yeah that's how actually i really got into watching every single sci-fi i could find on netflix that you know i didn't watch all of them of course but like a lot of um <laughs> the ones that um i've watched literally is from the pandemic and so that's where it really sort of so I wouldn't even call, I wouldn't call myself a, a sci-fi geek or nerd because I don't think I have the knowledge uh, enough knowledge to be able to allow myself to call me that. But I I just love it because like I know we talked slightly a bit about science before, but I think really good science fiction tends to actually base a lot of their stuff on actual real science and yes. then expand from there. So the law of physics and things like you know uh, black holes and what what happens when you're near them and things like that and. I don't know if anyone here is aware of this, but there's um, I don't know what his name is. There's a scientist now that's come up with a potential formula for time traveling. So time travel in science fiction is obviously a theme, but there's a way theoretically you could do it with, I think it's with, to do with um, black holes and what happens. There's like a formula you can, there's a new equation. So they haven't done it, obviously. There's no time traveling happening, mm. but there's an actual, theoretically, an equation of how that could happen. That's what I heard. So I'm definitely keeping an eye out for that. I just would love to learn more about that. So, yeah. I mean, time travel itself, it just blows my mind. I know, it's crazy. And I'm, I know. Most of my kind of favorite sci-fi films and shows are based around time travel. And obviously, we're referring to like so Back to the Future and Time Cop and Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. which in itself is a time travel film because he's looping the same scenario right. constantly. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know where I begin if I have the ability to time travel. I don't know if I change history. I don't know if I change my own personal history or influence something to happen for the better of you know mankind or a situation in life i don't know but the thing is you don't know people if because if time travel that's what we found out now that there is an equation now move forward in time a couple of hundred years maybe by then we'd have the technology to actually do time traveling so how so you and i i mean i don't know that well to be able to say this but i definitely do not do not know how to time travel so um so maybe there's actually people already time traveling today because the future may already be there in a different dimension. I mean, I'm not, I'm going on a fact, people are going to think I'm crazy. But like <laughs> if time traveling becomes a reality in the future, right? Yep. Then maybe people can actually, then they will eventually be able to time travel back to 2021. They may not want to go back to 2020. That was a shitty year. But they may <laughs> want to go back to 2021, which starts to look up a little bit, you know? I mean, I don't so know. It may be happening. It could. Not yet, but it will happen and then they'll come to us. I mean, who knows? All these kind of, you know, historical books, you know, you, you, you do your history lessons, you, you, you read and study about things that have happened in the past, you know, the Great Fire of London, the, the plague, Spanish Inquisition, lockdown. These are all important parts of history. You know, someone's <laughs> going to come back to 2020 and see what happened when we were all stuck indoors doing yeah. podcasts. This is I know, how this... they'll have a word with us. Yeah, they they really will. They really will. I mm-hmm, I do think mm-hmm. it's going to go down as a part of history. Yes, mm-hmm. not a nice one. You know, lots lots of lives have been taken by this disease, but 
it's a, an influence, not an influential part, but it's a key part of history now. It's gone down there a year where the whole world had to separate and be away from mm-hmm. each other with no contact and seeing people. So yeah, maybe a future historian will go back and, t- and take the pupils of that year back and show them what happened in lockdown, which was literally mm-hmm. nothing. You couldn't buy pasta, <laughs> you couldn't buy loo roll, and you couldn't see anybody. So it was a tough time yeah. for everybody. My God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. You have to go in the garden and use the leaves. It's, it gets so quick when the neighbor sees you. Yeah. You, you need some seclusion. <laughs> Definitely some seclusion when, you, when you're short yeah. on Lou Rope. But that's yeah, yeah. just a, a time of life I don't want to remember. I really don't. Mm-hmm. That shortage no, of pasta no. was crazy for me. It really was. And I love pasta. Yeah. That got you know. crazy. <laughs> I know. People fighting I was in like, the streets. I was so shocked. But I, was, I was like, wait, what are people hoarding on? I'm like, Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Maybe I do need to buy some pasta next time I find it because (laughs) this is obviously an essential. Uh, And wise, and all the tins and all the cans. It was like, wow. It's literally insane. I I feel like I was part of a a sci-fi movie, one of those apocalyptic ones. Because they tend to be usually a kind of an apocalyptic scenario. You know, a virus has wiped out the planet. Plant life has taken over the earth. There's only a few humans mm. left, and yet there's a colony mm. on the moon who want to come down but, and save everything. But that's the thing, wasn't it? Like, is I remember I was walking down when it all started off, and I was going down to go to Lidl get my groceries, and I remember I was walking through, and obviously it was like empty. The streets were empty. Mm-hmm. Like there was just a few cups on the other side, and a couple of people walking up and down, and it was dark. And I remember I was seeing. I was walking past the bus stop and you know how you have those adverts for products or movies, you know, in the other thing. And they had that, quote unquote, it's not an advert, it was like a an announcement, it, like where there was a, I think it was the face of a man with a face mask and saying, you know, stay, stay in, stay, save lives, that kind of stuff. And it looked so dramatic in the dark and with the cups on the side, a couple of people walking up and I was just like, the feeling, the thought was, I feel like I've seen this before. Okay. And it really adds back to what you're saying about sci-fi. And I was just like, oh my God, yeah, all these movies. We've been preparing for this shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, it just really feels familiar. And that also raises a lot of other questions that are a little bit worrisome, though. You know, what other movies are preparing us for the future? A lot of people would think they're kind of documentaries, like you say, preparing us. These are things that could happen, and these are going to teach yeah. you the way. I don't know. I get scared by such thoughts. Or, much, or maybe not even just to prepare us. I'm not, I'm not sure if they are so well intended, because if we were to go really into that rabbit hole, but it could also just be to normalize it. True. You know, to True. say, you know, because when you think about it, under two weeks flat, they changed our lives upside down, and no one, most people didn't question it and mm. complied. Yeah. Right? Because what else are we going to do? exactly you know throw a party in the middle of the street it was you know it was a bit difficult so it's just you know we all comply like that's how quickly it happened and it was just so normalized and now it's normalized they can do it again tomorrow yeah you know so what's next you know our limits our boundaries keeps being changed and moved a little bit it's quite scary i if mm-hmm. at times it feels like we are in one of those you know big sci-fi blockbusters we're being used as guinea pigs. You know, Big Brother's everywhere watching us and the government's controlling yeah. us and things are being put into yeah. foods and, and drinks and whatnot to tag us and track us and change our outlook <laughs> on life. It's very, very X-Files, very paranoia. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can go really dark very quick. Yeah. It can. Mm-hmm. Sci- mm-hmm. Science fiction doesn't have to be scary, though. There's a lot of shows yeah. out there that are based around sci-fi that, that are 
a more uplifting experience and and I'm referring to things like you know like the the comic book aspect you know like the Marvel universe the DC universe which are all hero based and can keep you happy you know fighting for the yeah. good fights and so on but they are still based around sci-fi but yes of course yeah it yeah. tends to always be an alien or something or a foreign world a foreign planet distant universe mm. i don't know it's that it's that aspect of being able to leave your current surroundings and go elsewhere and what could be i don't know the idea excites me more than say watching like a fantasy movie although i do i really do appreciate the fantasy genre and there's a lot of films in that genre that i do like and certain books mm-hmm. and certain tv shows but sci-fi is like my mainstream kind of go-to when i asked you to give me a list of um, things you watch i must yeah. admit some of them i haven't seen but i know of them but yeah. a couple of things i had seen and wants to get your opinion on them <laughs> So, okay, so I'm going to dive straight in with um yeah. with this this one I know for a fact I've seen as well as you but I'm I need to know whether it's the the film or TV version you've seen because there's two there's two versions of this and that is Snowpiercer. Oh my god, yeah, this series not straight the movies, in, not straight in. the movies. See, the TV series, yes. And maybe it just didn't date well because I I watched I tried to watch the movie this yeah. like this year or last year and I was like, "Oh my god, after watching the TV series, I couldn't even I just I could not the TV, oh, this, when I say TV, the Netflix series. Yes. Amazing. So well, I mean, everything is just amazing in there. <laughs> I'm getting the impression you're a fan then. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for the next season to come out. I actually followed it on Instagram because I'm like, I need to know when it comes out. It's like, so it, good. Yeah, I'm obsessed. It's so good. It is so good. Really good. I think it, it just, it shows how well the writing can be. I mean, the film itself, I did enjoy, even though it was quite a basic storyline and I think the only headline actor was um, was Chris Evans obviously obviously yes. made faint by Marvel uh-huh. and so on but the fact that they've managed to make so many involved characters with backstories of their own to pad out two series and now a third series when it ever comes out and we're gripped we're gripped about this journey this huge train with the rest of humanity on it on a frozen earth and they're surviving and what goes on it's amazing like you said it's it's a yeah. great it, it's it gets you hooked and you really want to know when, spoiler alert here, guys, when Melanie's going to come back, if she comes back, we need to know where she is, what she's up to, because I can't I can't stand Sean Bean anymore. He's a great actor, don't get me wrong, but he's really irritating me as the boss now. Oh, which one? Sean Bean, you know, the um, who plays Mr... I want to say Mr. Wilfred. Oh, yeah, the the, the evil guy. Yeah, oh. oh yeah, oh, oh. He's, but he's such an amazing actor. And it's funny because I didn't even realise, but yeah, he's, he's too cruel, like, it's, it's a lot. Uh, but it's um, I didn't work. I didn't. I felt like I'd seen him before. Uh, no, actually, I don't even know. I, I don't. I remember. <laughs> I was like when I was watching him on there. Obviously, he has one of the main roles, and he's really good. So obviously, I was like, he must have done other things, and I can't remember if I felt like I already seen him in something else or if he seems so new. But then when I googled him. He's the guy from Game of Thrones. Of course, he's Ned Stark. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I didn't even, like, didn't even, I did not, like, pair those two together. Because he doesn't even, he's not even game, in Game of Thrones for a, a long time. It's just a couple he's, of, he's in a few the, episodes. Yeah, a few episodes in season one, and then he season gets one, his head it. cut off in season one, that's and he's it, gone. That's it, yeah. That's it, gone. But he's a, yeah, it, there's a lot of good actors there. It's a really good And his good girlfriend show. is amazing. Oh. It, what, in Snowpiercer really we're talking good. here? It's no piercer, yeah. Yeah, Jennifer Jennifer Connolly. Um, uh, no, as Melanie. Yeah, oh, I'm, she's I'm, amazing too. I'm thinking of um, the, the other actor. Sorry, the singer. Yeah, yeah. oh. The singer. Oh. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. See, she, 
Mm, she plays a lot of people. Like she, she gets oh. what she wants from everybody she interacts with. I don't like her as a character, but I think she's an amazing actress. Like yeah. I think she, yeah, I didn't see it coming. The changes in how I was like, what? Because at the beginning she's a bit boring. Yeah, she's exactly. just singing and very nice, and there's like there's no level to her, and then all of a sudden it's like. But what do you think of the one? Um, I love her. She's the. She's. I was gonna say train conductor. She's the <laughs> one who's like such a type A, a goody two shoes, uh, the hostess. Yeah. Yeah, I am with the English accent. The blonde one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she's definitely she, northerner. I think yeah. something like that. Right? She she comes across like kind of like a Yorkshire accent, so definitely like, like the northern part of England. And but yeah. her change in character, her storyline is fantastic. Absolutely. Really good. I love her. She's so good. I, I, think, <laughs> I think that's why it's really hooked everyone. It's it's the fact that they developed a lot of good storylines and backstory Very for each good. character. It's not just. Oh, there's six people on the train and they're trying to survive. Each one's got its own past, its own story, how they interact with, what they're all trying to achieve, trying to survive on a frozen planet. I don't know if I'd be comfortable living on a train for the rest of my life. I don't know. As I just fancy get about the people. Yeah, exactly. I, I think people are the scariest thing, like like this in one train and no escape. I mean, you also see how terrible they get. You know, they you know they get they, they get very cruel they do. and very violent very quickly. And that, I think, I probably maybe I would rather just die of, of the, the big freeze outside than, <laughs> than stay with them for it's too so long. It's so quick, though. I don't know. It's, it's literally seconds it's outside so and you're gone. So, yeah. Bam, done. <laughs> but, it, but it's a great show. And it's, it's one it that is, yeah. I'm really excited to, you know, to watch when it comes out. And I'm looking forward to seeing where season three takes them. Obviously, it's only going to take them around the planet. They can't go much further. They can't leave. <laughs> But, you know, yeah. storyline-wise, there's a lot more to come, I would expect. It's, it's nice that we've, um, we've kicked off with a show that we both like, and it's really popular. It's still, it's still going now. Obviously, we're waiting for Series 3. There was a few on here I want to discuss with you, but I've not seen. So you'll have to give me your take on these shows because you're now my go-to expert on these, okay? One is The 100. Now, oh, I, yeah. I know of it. I, I, I know it's on over here on E4 quite regularly. I think it's on it? to the final season now, season seven, is it? Something like that. I know that the basic premise, it's it's again, it's an apocalyptic world and some survivors are coming back to the planet and it's all kind of... These are the impressions I get. It's kind of like people are like segregating themselves into specific groups, you know, like tribes, that kind of thing, and, and the, the feuds between them all. And again, it's a battle for survival. Again, apocalyptic world, humans are trying to survive, which is the ongoing thing in a lot of these types of films is humans will prevail they will find a way through this they will survive no matter what the situation is what is it about the hundred that's got you hooked or got you interested <laughs> that's a good question um you know actually i did i do need to disclaimer this one because the first see this is obviously i started watching it in pandemic lockdown so what i'm about to say is gonna make sense you have to go past the first two three episodes <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> well, outside pandemic, I would have just given up. But pandemic time, I was like, I had too much time on my hands for a while. So after you, after the few, because it's a bit, uh, the beginning feels a bit cheesy, the acting. But yeah. then it's almost like every everyone starts to like, gets in line and really get their acting together. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> if I'm insulting anyone, but that's my opinion. So uh, yeah, what got me hooked? Do you know what? I can't remember what it was that got me hooked, but the storyline really evolved really nicely mm. like there's so many things that happens that are there's romance there's science there's survival there's the characters change dynamic as well just like on Snowpiercer you know someone you think may be the bad guy actually is the good guy yeah 
and actually everyone one of the interesting thing about the 100 is that you which is i find like a lot of science fiction actually that's the thing i like about science fiction is it kind of really reflects human nature and how we always may think that we're on the right side of things on the right side of history but until the tables are flipped you have no idea who you will become who you will be what you will do and part of the 100 shows how everyone feels so self-righteous and justified in everything that they do and sometimes you agree with them it seems like the right thing and other times you go oh my god no 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 what are you doing and it's just because the table has been flipped you're looking through the looking glass right yeah and that's the bit i really like about science fiction because you can really go they can show these sort of analogies about human nature in a way that doesn't feel so personal so i think they're kind of good to that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. I think the 100 likes a lot of thing. I think it's definitely not very evolved in terms of... It could be a bit more diverse in terms of who's leading, the, who are leading the tribes, who are leading the different people and stuff like that. Although they, they have made good progress. There's, there's some good... But it's not sort of like really enough. It's not sort of really reflective of 2021, if you, if you know what I mean. But the storyline is really good. And there's, vague, there's also artificial intelligence. Okay. Uh, sorry, am I, am I saying this right? Artificial AI. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> AI, and that's always really uh, scary to me, like the whole AI stuff. But it's really fascinating as well. AI is terrifying. You see a lot of things like you know, like Terminator movies, for example. You know, robots becoming self-aware and going after the human race. It's terrifying to think that that could happen. Yeah, like I am mother, for example. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's scary. It's, it's a scary scary thought. Yeah. Oh, oh! I don't think I want computers thinking for themselves. I'd rather be the one controlling them. But you know, that's the future. One that I have watched with you, but I've only watched, admittedly, the first series is Star Trek Discovery. Now, oh my god, that's so good. Now, <laughs> I I have to admit I've not returned to it since season one because other <gasps> other shows, other not blasphemy at all. <laughs> other shows and life got in the way, so I've not gone back to okay. it. Um, Fair enough. I was very. It is skeptical. a commitment, though. It is a commitment. There's tons of episodes. It is tons of episodes. Yeah. I was very skeptical at first. What confused me is is the lead character is called Michael, but it's a woman. I thought, okay, I, know. I was what? Oh, okay, okay. In the future, men and women can have different names that are sounding similar. I don't know. But no, anyway. but I actually quite like I quite like uh, male names for women. There's 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 some other ones who already you know like things like um, is it Riley. Or things that seems a bit neutral, you know. There's mm. tons of there's odd names already. There's been that have been around for years, and I can't think of them now. They sound like you're like I don't know if it's a man or a woman, or you think it's a man and then it'll be a woman, you know. Like there are people playing with like name, but yeah, Michael is very. It's not even like you, you thought they could have just said Michaela, you know. Yeah, Michaela, yeah. Which is a, is a woman's name, but no, they just stopped at Michael. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it was just threw me at first, but I I did like the show. I must admit, I, I although I need to go back to it, I did like season one. I love Star Trek anyway, so I'm always going to welcome a new show. But I don't know. There's, there's got to be a reason why I didn't return to the second series. I don't know what that reason is, but there's something that hasn't made me go back. Having said that, I know there's going to be a spin-off show called um, Strange New Worlds, which features Pike. And, oh yeah, um, hang on, Pike, Pike. Wait, which one is Pike again? He was in. Was he in series two, possibly series three, as the 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 other starship captain? Oh yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So they're doing a show yeah. based on him. So it'd be it would be uh-huh. a prequel to the likes of Enterprise, that kind of thing. So that's gonna kind of tie in with the whole same universe and potentially keep the Star Trek fans happy with a new show. They're all hanging their, their kind of bets on the new series of Picard, which is yet to come out. 
which I do love. I don't know if you're if you're aware of the the Picard show. Um, no, I, it, 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 to be honest, like start the discovery. That was my first Star Trek I ever seen. Okay, so I'm really okay. new to it. So I don't know how it compares to all the other stuff. It's um, weird. It's... So it may not be great. I don't know, but for me, that was my first one. That that's a so good way to that start. I know of. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you like Star Trek based on Discovery, then it will give you the chance to consider. Well, you know, maybe I'll backtrack and see what the prequels were. What was the run up to this? part of the star trek universe picard is a, a spin-off sequel to the uh, star trek the next generation show which came out in the 90s which starred um patrick stewart as the captain at, at the time oh yeah the famous one the famous yeah. bomb yes but he's he's back yeah. obviously he's a lot older now and can barely do much anymore but yeah the first series was really good and it had lots of nods to the original shows so you kind of have that nostalgia level about it and um i'm looking to that looking forward to that personally but I've always been a fan I, of the original stuff. I, th- I think if you get a job, first of all, it would be so much fun to, to work on on a set like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm imagining it, it may be a lot of green screen and then it's probably a bit boring. But yeah. but I, I, those um, those actors who get a gig on it, they're set for life because I know we spoke about Comic-Con United, we? We did. And I have never seen a fan base at Comic-Con. I've never seen, because I used to work in events and stuff. And when I, I worked on Comic-Con three times, I'd never seen that. I don't know how you call those. They're like big warehouses, like the like the Excel in London, and it's the the, the big place like you go in and have all these trade shows. Like that's it, trade show centers. Yes. I've never seen that trade show center. And I'd worked in it on and off for fifteen years, and I'd never seen it so packed in my life. Like, and that was Comic Con. They are diehard fans, and I'm, I think people who work in that industry like they are set for life 100% and so they should be because they're amazing stuff they're creating but when you think about it like those are not just regular actors those are I mean I think they're minted yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like you say set for life once you you get fame like Mm -hmm. that you're not going to go away from it something that's caught my eye now again it's something I've not seen but it is very popular is the Divergent series now Mm -hmm. I've never watched these films I class these as kind of like sci-fi twilight movies and i don't like the twilight movies i just want to say that on record right now can't stand twilight <laughs> Ugh, no um, I so i i, that, I like I, vampires so like, well don't get me wrong i love is that vamp- fantasy or sci-fi vampires <laughs> it's fantasy isn't it it is fantasy because it's not that's, really science not yeah. trying to make us into vampires is it i i yeah i'd, I'd say more fantasy than sci-fi but yeah. don't get me wrong i do like vampire movies and vampire shows oh, and vampire literature but twilight is one blood? of them true blood i I, I, it, it was uh, it, it was okay it was all right I, what, I, when it comes to series based on vampires i only like two one was of course buffy because it's buffy oh, i never got into it oh yeah because she's obviously a hot blonde woman isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that, that, i've heard there's going to be a reboot happening which doesn't need to be made but we'll see what hollywood can do with a, a new version of a vampire slayer the other one was called the strain which is no longer made but it was essentially a, a horror show i think it was actually written by guillermo, guillermo del toro who did um pan's labyrinth and some blade movies he's really big into his gothic horror that, i was gonna say next blade because that was like one of the I, I loved that one when i watched it it was it was his nights wasn't it blade mm. Yeah, again, really good. it's getting a reboot as well. Another film that Hollywood decided to remake. I don't know why, but that's Hollywood yeah. for you. But um, yeah. The Strain was a good vampire show, very scary. One that I wasn't expecting to be a fan of. It started off like X-Files. It was, it was a uh, two guys investigating a strange murder, which had yeah. like supernatural elements. So straight away, I thought it's a modern-day X-Files. 
and then suddenly it's vampires and people killing each other by biting their necks and stuff. It was great. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> but it wasn't Twilight. But anyway, we, we get, we yeah. get, we're yeah, going yeah. off on a tangent. I was meant to be talking about Divergent series and I got sidetracked by vampires, as, as is the norm with vampires. But then it's October. You'd expect something a bit yeah. scary to be happening. So True, true, true. Um, Divergent, talk me through your your fan of the mm-hmm. Divergent series. What What is it again that's made you watch I don't it? Know if I'm, I don't know if I'm a fan, but I definitely watched them. I think I like the, again, it's set, it's set in, from what I remember, it's like set in the future, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're definitely in different kind of times. And it's again how people are being treated and how they can get out of it and sort of the inhumane side of this new quote-unquote modern society and basically i always like a bit of a, a rebellion so part of it is because obviously people are trying to look outside of what they're being told you know trying to look away from what would be for them the mainstream for us and yeah i like that and they're, they're just fighting and they just have this purpose this is from what i remember i am not i'm not like a fan like as in like i remember all the characters and i'm like a fan of the actors that kind yeah. of stuff but I remember, like, you know, watching it, and it's like, I, I like the idea of people trying to get out of that mold and that oppression in that society they live in. So I like that. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's cool. That's cool. And there was a lot of physicality as well, you know, how they had to, like, jump over things, and there's a lot of physical tests. I do quite like that, because I, I, like, I secretly fantasize that I can do, you know, martial <laughs> art in my mind, you know. So when I see yeah. that, I'm like, yeah, I'm living it, I'm living it, yes. <laughs> I can totally relate. I mean, I... Clearly, I don't do any kind of exercise, being that I'm a fat guy with a big belly, but I don't care. Mentally, I've got a six-pack and I can leap over a building without even thinking about it. You know, 100%. I, yeah. And one, you're not you're not fat, so, you know, there you go. I, I, stop. That. This is not about so. me. It's not about me. But thank you, though. I'm, I'll send you the complimentary check in the mail, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks. This show here, right, I'm assuming you've seen the more recent run of it, and that's Lost in Space. I'm assuming it's the Netflix Lost in Space Oh, it's the robot one. Yes, yes. Now, oh, my God. I've not yes. seen this one. However, I've seen the movie, which came out a long time ago, starring uh, oh. Gary Oldman and Matt LeBlanc from Friends fame, which was nowhere as good as the TV series that I've seen, which was based in the 70s, 80s, Lost in Space. Very, very basic, very, very cheesy, but the same premise, the Robinson family trapped in space, they couldn't get home, going on crazy adventures, which was the main premise of it. Now, the film, the film was awful. However, I really enjoy watching it because it looks really cool visually. The robot looked amazing. Gary Oldman played a really good villain and he's always known as playing bad guys like Dracula yeah, uh, yeah, in Bram Stoker's. So he's really good to watch. And this version that you've seen, the more recent Netflix one, I've not seen, but it has received quite a lot of reviews that say it's a really good show. And again, it's on my watch list. There's, there's about 25 shows I've yet to discover, but I keep adding them to my list, and Lost in Space is one of them. So is it the fact that it's a family trying to survive together, or is it the, the more sci-fi elements of it, like you see in cool robots and crazy planets and, and interaction with otherworldly beings? What is it about that show? Uh, you know what? For me, is they have a really good villain in it. And yes. it's the one that's called Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith, the yes. playing Dr. Smith. I mean, I haven't seen the other versions. I didn't even know there were other versions. You see, that's how new into like sci-fi I really am. But the one who plays Dr. Smith is outstanding. She is unbelievable. Like, I live for her each episode. I don't like her as a character. Obviously, I don't <laughs> associate with her. But you know, like, you, a good villain is priceless in any yes. series, right? And then the other part is that I couldn't believe I got attached to the robot. I think I even cried about the robot. 
Oh, robot. One of the episodes, there was something, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm having feelings for this thing. It's like, this is crazy. <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is pathetic. But do you know what? It was, it was such a good one. The, the family thing, I don't know. I was like, but I like that they're all so intelligent. I do like that. Like, they're all just so smart. But I find maybe the relationship's a bit cheesy. And so that it's not that it wasn't really my favorite part. But I like the science of it you know when they find out if they can stay on the planet or not and then how they actually end up in different places and they actually get lost and all of that is like oh my god if this was like us in the future or now let's say if we had to escape earth or something and then you get lost in space i mean the fear the sheer craziness of it would be it's insane so yeah those are the things that i, I liked about it. i think i thought the robot was really really good and i think that relationship between the robot and the boy is really good in that series and the villain she's just She's so good. Like she's just—I mean, she's she's awful. But um, I don't know if I—I I don't want to give a spoiler alert. But um, I mean, this is spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen it, just fast forward ten seconds. But how she redeems herself in the end is like, honestly, I, I was all, yeah, it was like crazy. So it's like there's a villain, but she's not completely a villain, and she justifies herself as well. But she is terrible. She does terrible actions. But yeah, I mean, it's a—it's there's some good acting in there. What I think her. she's probably one of the best actors in the whole thing, to be honest. What I think is coolest that, um, like, with me not seeing it, I find it fascinating that the villain is, oh, a fe- sorry, is I female. Just you. No, 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 it's, it's it's okay. I didn't realize that Dr. Smith in mean, this version was how, female. So... That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to seeing him, well, seeing him, seeing the character portrayed on screen as a male. So, oh, Dr. Smith is normally a man, normally. Well, Gary Oldman oh, played him in the film, and it was another actor oh, who played right. him in the TV it... show. So, it's so. Statistically, it's usually Mister, but to have a female Doctor Smith, it's a good twist on the story, and I like that they've they've gone she with that. It is really good. It's good to have like a really bad female villain. I think like it's yeah. just, it adds that extra sordid. There's there's an extra level. I feel like his wish is really good. Well, you know, evil women are. <laughs> you know, you don't mess with them. You just <laughs> you don't mess with them. No, no, you, well, you don't cross any woman, but especially not an evil one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Evil women, evil women are nasty, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple here that I don't know if you've seen, but I'm going to mention it because it's it's on my list. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Stranger mm-hmm. Things? Have you seen Stranger Things? I'm a bit scared. I'm just scared to watch it. Why is that? It looks like it's going to be a bit like horror. It's because the image on Netflix is like this big monster, and I'm like, I'm going to lose my appetite. Like I just <laughs> and I love eating, so it's a problem for me. It- it does, I suppose it does have horror elements. However, I, I still maintain it's sci-fi based. It's all, you know, it's other realities. It's other, it's creatures from not this earth. It's kind of spooky, supernatural. It's ve- it's like, um, it was kind of reviewed as a cross between the Twilight Zone meets the Goonies because it's all centered about a bunch of kids and what they deal with, with all this crazy stuff going on. But it's very very good if you like kind of 80s nostalgia and horror slash sci-fi so yes yeah, there may I be elements I... of scares in there but i think it's really worth it i mean no i mean it can definitely you know sci-fi can definitely be horror but i think like there was even one on netflix i almost didn't watch i think it was called like nightcrawl or something because it looked like it was going to be scary but like yeah stranger things it's that same image every time on netflix so sometimes <laughs> there's, they, they change them but it's always this like horrible monster and i'm like oh i'm about to eat yeah. i don't think so um, yeah. But it looks like it's going to scare me. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> it's quite it's quite a gruesome uh, creature. It's called a Demogorgon. 
and its head's kind of like it looks like a flower petal that kind of opens out like five ways and it's got fangs everywhere but then it closes on itself it's it's quite menacing but um <laughs> but don't don't worry they'll, they'll take care of it don't worry you'll be safe you'll be safe i'll be safe <laughs> okay there's a show here called fringe now i don't think you've heard of it or seen it but no. it's again it's very x-files in its style it's detectives investigating strange things that have been going on much like in the x-files it was always a different strange mystery every week it wasn't just about aliens it was about ghosts it was about the supernatural it was about other dimensions it was about paranoia it was about faith it was all kind of mixed in and it's a modern it's really good i mean if if you've ever seen anything to do with x-files and you have that kind of mentality, then that's essentially what Fringe is. Just an yeah. updated version of X-Files. I've been a fan of both for years, especially X-Files. It's my go-to sci-fi show if I'm going to binge watch something. And not just because I was a, you know, crushing hard on Scully at the time. I won't even go into that right now, but I was. Most nerds were back in the day. We're... Well, you were what? A question what? I was, uh, I was crushing hard on um, Gillian Anderson's character, Scully. Oh, in X-Files. yeah. I mean, yeah, Most of people course, were. I mean... Isn't her? Isn't it also her who plays Margaret Thatcher in The Crown now? Yeah, Julian but... Julian Anderson, isn't it? I mean, she's really... I mean, she still she still works a lot. She does. I mean, she, she has not stopped, I think, you know. And she... she's actually aged really well as well. I mean, she's still beautiful. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I actresses like that, they they really kind of... Like a fine wine, you know, maturing. She really is. You know. Yeah, exactly. And she's maturing gorgeous, well. yeah. X-Files, yeah. I think that's one that I should, rec- I should recommend seeing as you're new to the, the sci-fi game. I did watch some when I was a kid or, you know, whenever it came out. Yeah. But I, I think I, I need to go back and watch it. I think so. There's yeah. easily, what, 10, 10 seasons of it? Oh, my There's God. There's plenty yeah. to get stuck into. I know they did release, I think it was series 10 and 11 came out in the last few years. They kind of all got back together again and released two miniseries of about maybe five or six episodes, which wasn't received too well. And to be honest, I thought it was a bit, bit late to come back yeah. but at the time in its heyday loved it it was a reason why I'd watch BBC2 which I don't tend to watch much these days because there's never anything good on BBC2 but X-Files at the time <laughs> was the reason to watch BBC2 yeah. loved it great show great show now I want to go through a couple more shows before we move on again just to see if you've seen them if you know about them if you've got any opinions on them this is from your little list that you gave me here very kindly by the way is called <laughs> The OA Oh The OA yes now, oh, they've discontinued it They've just, that was like last year. It was so, an outrage on social media. I don't know if you saw that. I I, I didn't, but the I, fans got really upset. So did it kind of leave on a cliffhanger or something? Or yeah, oh one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's. I think it's two seasons. That, that's um, that's what I, I said. One yeah. or two seasons. Two, two seasons. Yeah. yeah. And it leaves on a cliffhanger. And the thing is, it's one of those. Sorry, did you want to ask me something or before? I, I, I think I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I've read that it was two seasons and, and nothing further, but. I'm curious about how it's how it all ended. Oh, um, just think about it. I'm outraged. Uh, <laughs> like honestly, we need to know what happens next. It was definitely left on a cliffhanger, and I don't understand why they didn't get. Uh, obviously, maybe they didn't get the ratings. You know, obviously, I don't, I don't know the behind the scenes. But the story was so good because it was so complex. It was. I mean, all there were such good actors, all of them, and the main actress is actually the one who wrote it. She co-wrote it with someone else. Yeah, and it is such. Um, it has a sensuality to it. There is no, you know, there's no graphics over there. But there's a, what I mean by that, there's a, there's a sensuality to the story, how it's filmed, the actors. There's, there's this thing that you can't really, you can't buy it. It's just something that is there. It's just this atmosphere. It's just really beautifully made, amazing actors. And 
Yeah, I think actually the the bad guy in there, he's the guy in Star Trek Discovery who also turns out to be bad. <laughs> I oh. think it's the same for memory, the same actor. Yeah, they're all working all the time on it. But yeah, <laughs> and it's really, really good. And there are also some people I've never seen in there. So some new faces, they may obviously, maybe other people would have seen them. But I had it's amazing, and I can't believe they just did not get uh, funded for a third season. And there was a big outrage on social media, I remember, and on the internet about how could you not make us? A people, I mean, fans get really upset. They really, really do. <laughs> did so, did so. But who knows? Maybe I mean, I mean, maybe they'll find a private funder somewhere. Maybe someone with a lot of money who can just throw a few millions in or something, however much it costs to make. I don't know. Do you think um, knowing that currently there's no ending to it? that it's still one that's recommended to watch because I've not seen would, it at all. You know what? Yeah, I mean, just be prepared that you're not going to go past two seasons. But I would say yes in the sense that it's... Would I say that now that I don't know? Would I go back and watch it? I don't would know you... if I would put myself through it. I don't... But well, it's you know. Really, the concept is interesting. There's a bit of time traveling in a different way. Okay. It's a different kind of time traveling. And they took... It's a lot... They mix a lot of different things like breathing yoga it looks like you know there's dance and there's there's a scene in it where i'm not going to say what happens but there's a scene in that's crucial and there's okay. something about how they come together is just i think it's actually the last episode but it just really um it just really gets you well it got me really like choked up there was a beauty to it again the whole thing is very special uh, i can't believe they didn't they should make a movie or they should carry on the seasons. It was really beautiful. High, highly recommended them. Yeah, every single... And the main actress, is this, she's like, you know, she makes you think of a siren, you know, a mermaid. Okay, There's yeah. Something about her is just so a bit mystical. She's just gorgeous. And all of them in there, they're just really amazing. Yeah, it's a shame. It's mad because when, when I first read about it, it, it sounded like a typical phrase used where I'm from Liverpool because OA is what you shout when something's gone wrong. You're, oh, OA, what's happened here? Oh, um, is it? So it's kind of like, it's OA. a show about someone from Liverpool or something. OA, what's going on? But it's not. But, you know, that's how I read it anyway. <laughs> Wait, it can be a little bit. It's a little bit because actually, especially the first episode, like, oh, hey, what, what happened? You know, that's a little bit that. It's a bit that. But um, it, the more I think about it, the more I remember stuff about it. But it makes us a lot of different things in there okay i think it's really it's quite complex i find you know story yeah it's really interesting no i think i think you should watch it i i, I so think i will about it. yeah I, I definitely will give it a whirl i mean the lack of a of a finale the lack of an ending to a certain storyline oh. doesn't always it doesn't always dissuade me from watching it because i still want to see what yeah. the build-up was so i dare say it's one i'm going to discover especially because it's only two seasons it's not a lot of time to devote to one show yeah, less so investment that's for sure i would definitely be Adding that to my list, there's no way I'm not going to watch it. No way. <laughs> no way. It was a stretch, that. It was a real stretch to get a joke out of that one, but I tried. I think I did well. I think I did well. I think it's good. I, yeah. I, know, I got it. I got it. Thank it's you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sci-fi in general is obviously, it's a way of thinking about what could be, where we could go as a species, where, where, we, could, where we could end up. There's a lot of talk in, in science these days about, you know, how much life's left on the planet in terms of years. Where could we go if we have to repopulate elsewhere? Could we go and live on the moon? Could we transfer ourselves to another planet? These are all things you see in films and shows and books every time you read about sci-fi because people like to think what could happen. Obviously, there's no way of actually knowing, but a part of me thinks that all these times they're sending off probes and robots to all these other planets, 
is to see if we can actually live on them. You know, will yes. they will they sustain life? Will they give us oxygen? Mm-hmm. Will we be able to grow things on there? And yes, it's all far fetched, and yes, it's all been done by Hollywood and stuff in in a certain way. But a part of me does wonder. You know, all they've got to do is go to Mars and put a Centre Park's dome on there, and we can live on it. Would you live there? Do you think if if the option was there? <laughs> well, what would be the reason to go? Is it the end of the world? Is I would. Yeah, we the resources have run out. Life or can't. Is it just be- for kicks. Well, I, I don't oh. think I'd transfer myself to Mars just for kicks. I mean, it's a, it's a hell yeah, of a longer flight. Yeah. It's for yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard yeah, they've got really, point. really good like locally sourced beer on the Mars Centre oh, Park. So, you know, it might be worth a trip. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But yeah. Can you pla- imagine you have beer on Mars, but actually instead of it gets you high, you know, you'd be like, what happened? You think you um, go to like a sweet shop and you get an Earth Bar? Earth Bar. Ah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I finally got a good joke. Yes. <laughs> I reckon that might work. That was the only reason to ask about Mars, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it was I that. Said, how can I work that joke in? Let me just make. I've, I've literally got no material other than a Mars bar-based joke. That's all I've got. <laughs> that's good, though. It's good. I don't know. Would you, do you think if if that if there was an announcement on the news saying we 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 as a species have to evacuate the planet and we have to go to Mars well, slash wherever? Well, why not? What else? I mean, why not? What else am I going to do? Exactly. Like, am I just going to be left here to die? Um, I, w- I would hope not. I mean, I guess, I guess, exactly. So, I mean, you never know until you're actually faced with it. But I think that our survival instinct is so strong, you know, that we would just do anything to survive. Yeah. Uh, which is also how, you know, what science fiction shows very much, you know, they'll risk everything just for life to carry on. We're very attached to life. We're so attached to it, actually, that when you think about it, anything that involves let's say aliens or something like that we always write them as they are colonizing it us eating us killing us incubating in us it's more of a reflection of maybe what we would do if we went to a, a different planet and saw like a cute little rabbit and so oh let me just i'm really hungry now let me just eat it <laughs> oh you know what i mean like it's yeah. more of a reflection of humans and it probably is of outside life if they existed if they exist uh but yeah i mean if they have I mean, if they have center parts, I'm imagining there's like a nice bed, like there'd be a bed, fresh yeah. linen, uh, some food and a pool to go in. Well, if it's that, choose between that and death, you know, I'll go for center parts. <laughs> center parks or death. The, the debate continues. Wow. The debate continues, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'd choose death. No, no, center parks. Definitely center parks. <laughs> Not a chance, not a chance. You yourself, Angie, you've um, you've got quite a successful podcast, as we've mentioned. One of the things you do like to give out is podcasting tips. I've noticed um, every now and then you, you pop up on Instagram with some advice you know a specific microphone a way of using some sort of equipment what your best uh, tips and advice are what what do you think it is that makes you want to help a podcast by the way it's a great thing to do but um is it just a case of you want to help people further their own podcasting journeys and you're using your own advice and help or do you just like to tell people what your opinions are (laughs) or tell them what to do yeah Yeah, no i i uh, no i actually I really enjoy, um, and actually, yeah, I do sort of like, I do give free advice and I have like a free, um, 
a free workshop as well on my website that's available but I also teach I teach also for money because <laughs> you know I like to pay my bills but um no so I do I do love to running podcasting workshops because I really enjoy because it's something that I really love and it's given me so much um like it has I have really it's given me so much personally on a personal level so it's a it's but i love podcast uh, i listen to podcasts all the time as well i just love that kind of that medium i love the medium of audio uh absolutely love it so and to help others creating their own podcast from scratch like i really get a, a kick out of it i just really love it and it's also not only like i love seeing what they do with it but it's also creating a community of future peers you know what i mean yeah and so those people are gonna those people who don't have a podcast and then they come through my workshop and they create one those are my you know future colleagues if you like you know though we don't use colleagues in podcast but my future peers you know that's the community because it can be quite isolating as well podcasting you know I started doing them during lockdown and one of the other things as well I was sort of helping others we were like four of us creating sort of online events for the podcasters to during the lockdowns and just to help each other out with tips and stuff and yeah so I, I just think it's just really nice to see what other people are doing and the ideas people come up with and see them bringing those ideas to life is really satisfying for me yeah i think yeah. podcasters in general it's it's a it's a worldwide community and it is yeah a lot of people think of communities are local small area but it's worldwide podcasting and we're all we're it's all trying worldwide. to help each other probably, i don't even think i know someone who does podcasting locally they probably are tons mm. But I don't know, because like, obviously we meet like mostly online and stuff. But it's um, the other thing, one of the reasons why I enjoy it, because I, to, to, you know, to help others is because I find a lot of the advice out there, or if you start to look, I remember when I first started, it was like, oh my God, what microphone? And people, they want you to spend so much money and, and get this and get a producer and editor. And I'm like, whoa, I'm bootstrapping over here. Like, what are you talking about? You know, so it's like, you know, so it's, it's, it's you, you can really make it really simply. You don't need to have tons of money. You need time. <laughs> you do yes. need time to invest in it. But even if you outsource it, you still need time at the beginning to find the right people and so on and know what you what you need from them. It's just to cut through all that noise, all that bullshit out there. And it's it, you can get very technical and you can always upgrade, you know. Maybe in five years' time, I'll have a microphone that's like two grand or five grand. I don't know. At the moment, it was like 50 quid. It still works. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it's just that... You know, so that's kind of like what I want to help people to know that it, your idea doesn't have to be perfect. Your equipment doesn't have to be studio, crazy studio quality. Just get it started. Get past the first seven episodes. If, you, if you're still doing it, then you're in it. Then you start to be in, in it. Mm -hmm. Great tips. I mean, I, I still feel like I'm, I don't want to say struggling, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm learning as I'm going. I'm, I'm very, I'm still very new to this. Yes. I've got two seasons, which some people think is an achievement, and it is an achievement. Don't get me wrong; it is an achievement. But um, every day is a learning curve for me. I literally am wires everywhere, really inexpensive microphone, really basic light, really basic camera, and yet it's working for me. I don't need a big studio. I don't need a producer. I don't need an editor, unless there's one going for free, which I won't even get into. <laughs> but but, I, but I, I think I'm doing quite well, and I'm enjoying the journey. And, and yeah. People like yourself who do offer tips and advice, it's really appreciated. And I think anyone who wants to start a podcast or an, or even an existing podcaster, any advice is always welcome. Anything to improve your, your ability, your skill, what you're producing, it's always yeah. nice to get advice. But I, I would say this, though, with advices, is that, see, you know, it's just like with anything, not just with podcasting, but, you know, anything in life that you're sort of out there doing, always be sort of a little bit careful with advice when it comes to when they're trying to tell you how you should do it in terms of 
you know, change the name of your podcast, change how, your style or this and that, unless it's something that's constructive that you can take. So it's like, you know, obviously like things that help with is like, you know, how can you get ideas going? You know, how can you generate ideas? How mm. do you keep going over and over again? How do you find inspiration? How, and then obviously technology, you know, the tech microphone editing, all of these, like we go through those in practical, practical ways, but the reason why I'm saying this, because I know you, you were saying like, you know, uh, producers and stuff. I was advised at the beginning and I, this was all, it all came from a very genuine place. I think the person was trying, you know, was being helpful. They actually offered their help. I didn't even ask, mm-hmm. but I remember I was like looking around for podcast host. Okay. And there was one I was like interested in because I could see all of the podcasts, a lot of the podcasts, podcasts I was listening to were hosted there. So they were quite a big deal, but. I found out that you need to have like 10,000 downloads per episode within two weeks, which, you know, even now I'm not there. So, you know, I was obviously this is like for the big guns, right? Yeah. And so before, so whilst I was communicating with them, like that's what I found out. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm just starting out. And they said, you know, once you, the, the person said, once you have a couple of episodes out, get in touch and we can do a call. And, you know, if I can help you with some advice, I'll do it. And I was like, brilliant. I was so green as well. So I had my, a few episodes out and I contacted that person and we had, went on a call. Two things they said to me that they were very insistent about. I'm glad I never listened to it. One, they said, uh, change the name of your podcast. No one knows what it's about. It doesn't make sense. Like change it. And two, your picture is too sexual. I was like, what? Okay. I was like, I'm better that I actually have a tie on. Like I have a, yeah. no bow tie. I have a bow tie. There's no skin showing other than my face. It's a bit naughty in the sense, you know, I'm like popping an Advil, you know, like an aspirin, like you know, like a bit hangover. Or people could think it's something else, but it's it's an actual aspirin, and I'm <laughs> from that photo. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I don't understand what you mean. And I was like, well, what about those podcasts? You know, they're also comic comedic, and they have. And they're like, no, 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 but you can see that's funny. And I was like, okay. And I was like. And I remember like after the call, I was like, well, he obviously knows what he's talking about. And over emails that came up like, oh, what about these titles? What about these titles? He says, no, no, it has to be, you have to be able to, it has to make sense for SEO. In the end, I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I like the name. And in the name in the picture, oh, actually those things actually I think got me the attention for a little while. And even the title of it, people go, oh yeah, we love this, yeah. Because they feel <laughs> the same way. I'm not saying that, you know, I have sometimes thought, should I remove it? Because it's got like, you know, the word in it, which we know we can't say here, but. Um, you can say if you want to. You can, okay, so it's because it has, you know, it's just, the name is too old for this shit. Exactly. So, um, and the word shit, you know, I was like, oh, should I, you know, tick it off? Because obviously maybe I'm a bit old to say that, I don't know. But actually, those are, those are just fleeting moments. And then now I'm actually quite happy I've kept it. Yeah. Um, so this, that my point is this, is that, especially when you start off, when you start out, you have an idea in your head, you, you know, the long, you have a better idea of the long game where you're going with this than someone who's looking in from the outside. Mm. And so that's what I mean by be careful of advice. He could have advised me on what microphone to get. That would have been much better advice, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. But concept and stuff like that and direction, you have to just start it out for yourself. Don't take too much. Don't listen too much from the outside. It has to come from within. That would be what I'd say. Great advice. Great yeah. advice and yeah. stuff that's welcomely taken on board. I can totally relate. I ummed and awed for ages whether I should even bother doing a podcast, but I stuck with it, stuck with the name, which wasn't going to change. Although it was a slight change to the initial opening, but what I did change was take my face off the logo 
and change it to a more accessible one because the original was just literally a photograph of my face in in multiple poses yeah, with, with the name that. over it. It was, it was too much even for like if you were going to print it off as like a, a sticker or a t-shirt or something. There's too much going on. So it's been it's been simplified really well. But um, that was your choice, right? Yeah, that's exactly, different. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's your choice. I mean, if I change the name, I'll change the picture, which I may do, who knows, but that would be because that's how I feel. Exactly. And I think unless you seek out an actual, unless you ask someone, what should I do with the artwork? What should I do with the picture? Then you're asking, and then that would be, you know, then they can say what they want. But I think, yeah, definitely listen to yourself, which is yeah. what it sounds like what you did. Mm-hmm. I always rely on myself as my own critic. If I don't like it, then then I'll change it. I've always said that about the podcast anyway, the, yeah. because it's it's been a labour of love. If I decide one day that I'm not enjoying doing it anymore, then it's my turn to stop. It's not because someone's telling me to stop doing it. I'll just keep going as long as it's fun, which it is. And I dare oh, say you it's take a break. Yeah, take, oh, a take a break. break. I took a break. I took a few months break uh, last year. That's yeah. what I'm intending on doing. I, mm-hmm. I, when I took yeah. a break between series one and two, the break was three days. <laughs> Not much of a break. Oh, that's nothing. I, exactly. I was just too too eager to get back into it, so I just said, I'm back with season okay. two straight away. But I've learned my lesson. <laughs> there will be a substantial break between series two and three, so I've got time yeah, to reflect yeah. and, and get material and whatnot. So, yeah, podcasting advice always welcome. So it's it's nice that you're offering such a service. And, you know, thank you very much for that. It's it's from everyone. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We're now going to move on to a feature that didn't really appear Series two, but it's been asked to come back, and it is very popular. That's my year. Okay, <laughs> this feature is something that I can only use when I have a different guest on who was born on a different year, because otherwise it'd be the same topic every time. So I don't know if I should reveal your year of birth. I feel like yeah, as, as, a, as a lady, I, I probably I'm shouldn't 40, ask you, but you know, I'm forty-two. I'm going to turn forty-three this year. So okay. you can say so, it's all so, good. Okay, it's so not you, a secret. <laughs> so basically, what <laughs> what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to. Just mention a few films that came out the year of your birth and if you've seen them, what you think of them. You were born in 1978, which is actually a year after <laughs> so me. I definitely, did not, I definitely did not see them in 78. But no, I no, no, no. Later. You may have seen them since. Yeah, I don't expect you to yeah. watch movies the second you come out of the womb. It's okay. <laughs> um, just, a few stand, just a few films stand out, but they're kind of mainstream ones. One is the original Superman movie with Christopher Reeve. Have you ever seen Ooh, it? Oh, I'm sure I have. Oh my God, that came out my year? Yes. Oh, what a great year. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one, I like that. Yeah, what, I, do you know what happened to him? Is he actually, because I know he got paralysed from the neck down. Was it, it a horse accident? I believe so, yeah. I, he's, yeah. He passed away since, but um, but oh, yes, um, he was. he's still my favourite Superman ever on screen. Yeah, he's a yeah. It was such a tragic as well. Superman, you know, he had this accident. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I have. No, one hundred percent. I'm I'm sure I have. I just don't remember the experience. I know I have for sure. That's good. That's good. But... I think there's a very strong chance you've seen this other movie because it's very popular with most. I say most women slash teenagers. Uh-huh. It's not. A, I'm not a fan of this film because it's a musical. That I and I, oh, I hate musicals. Oh yeah, oh. I don't like musicals. Well. This might this might be a surprising answer for me then, but when you were born, Greece came out. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, thank God, thank God. I have actually never seen it. I know, I know John Travolta is in it, and and um, the other famous actress. But um, yeah, I, I've seen clips. You know, sometimes they show. You know, it's often you. I've seen it. I know what they wear, but I've I've never watched a movie. Oh, that's such a refreshing answer. Yeah, I've never watched it. I'm I'm not a fan. I've, well, most people who've listened to me now know that I don't really like musicals. The only ones I watch are Mary Poppins 
And yeah, I've watched Mary Poppins. And I thought Willi- maybe that's what you were going to say. No, yeah. no, Mary Poppins. I wish it was, but it's sadly not. It was Grease. But I've only ever watched as as a regular musical. I've watched Mary Poppins um, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder one. That's, oh, I've never seen it. That's pretty much it for musicals for me. I don't, I don't get the whole singing on a journey. If you're going to go on yeah. a journey, just go on the goddamn journey. Don't sing about go it. You know yeah, what I mean? I know, don't, I know. don't sing about climbing up a mountain. Just go up the friggin' just mountain. Just climb it. You know? Climb it. Do you know what's funny about that is that I don't like musicals either, but when I was really young, I was in musicals and I used to think, I was like, I don't even like watching them, but I used to have such a great time being on stage and go, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. (laughs) I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so, so cheesy, but it was doing it is is really funny because you're like, this is fucking insane. (laughs) And then, uh, but watching it, no, thank you. There was only one. I enjoyed it and I didn't even watch it live. It was, um, I watched it on, it was a VHS tape back then. It was the musical called, damn it. It's not <laughs> Witch. Uh, I can't, damn Is it. it Wizard of Oz? No, it's basically, I, I've never seen it since, but it was, it, oh, do you know what? Anyway, that, that yeah, that felt, oh God. I was, maybe Witch Witch? I don't know. But it's definitely, it has to do, it was just really good and I can't remember what it's called now. But yeah, I'm just not into musicals. Yeah, it's difficult for me. That that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> to watch them. <laughs> okay. Couple of horrors. Both mainstream franchises. Again, you may not have seen them, but Halloween came out the year you were born as well. No, I've never watched it. Okay. That that, that doesn't surprise I never, me. I never watched horror as a kid, it was really hard for me to watch horror. No way. Even now. Mm. I'm not um, a massive horror fan. Most people know this about me. I've watched a few of the is sort it of, good though? Well, it depends if you like serial killers who wear a scary mask and don't seem to ever die. You know, I you know, know there's a new one out this <laughs> this year. They kind of it's yeah. been running for a long time, so obviously since '78. But there's a new one coming out, which I think ends the entire saga. But there must be 15 films set about this character. I think, so I think it's, I think it's the one is the one with Cal Vitches from The Real Housewives. That's how I know there's a new Halloween movie coming out because I've been watching The Real Housewives. Well, there you go. It's it's good that you've got that that knowledge from another show. You know, look at that pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Housewives <laughs> itself is is fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> fantasy <laughs> genre. Fantasy. Well, definitely horror. It could be a bit of horror. I really think that's how people are. Yeah. Some of that Botox they put in it makes them look oh a bit scary. God, that is definitely horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, no, but <laughs> no, but sometimes it just makes. I think okay, we're going to talk about. Let's talk about Botox for a minute. Um, or maybe not even Botox, but just like when they do so, a lot of surgery, a lot of um, what do you call it procedures. Yes. What's interesting is that obviously some of them, some some people, and I don't know if it's not specific to the housewives but just in general some people do it really well where you like you don't even know you mm. know it's like the seamless and they just do a little bit gradually and it's like they just do good and but it you know especially celebrities and stuff most of them definitely would have had work but then you have the ones who there was nothing wrong with them I mean, there was nothing to go in and they like they seem you know that it's not because the beauty standards isn't there for most of the world you know for most people that and then they go and do so much work and one, it makes them look much older mm. because it looks like an insane amount of work for their age. So sometimes, especially when they're young, especially if they're like in their 20s and they do tons of work, they almost look like a young, weird 40 because they're like, because you'd expect, as my generation, we we would normally expect people who are older to do the work because they're like, you know, maybe sagging skin and whatever, you know, things yeah. are going down and stuff. 
And you go, yeah, they're doing a bit of a nip and tuck, a little bit of adjusting or something because they want to. But when you see a 20-year-old with lips and fillers and everything, it does seem there's a bit of a disconnect. It doesn't seem, for my generation, for me anyway, I'm out for the generation, but it just seems like, what are you going to do when you're 40 then? Mm. It's, it's just, uh, unfortunately, that's the society, isn't it? Like a social media exposure. Yeah. I don't know how you would feel. I mean, can you remember when we were teens? I'm so glad there was no social media. Yeah, it was uh, an was easier so time back then. so insecure as a teenager. So much easier. I was so insecure about everything. At social media, I will probably have been in line to get that Botox and fillers at 20 and get some work done. 100. I would have had my nose job done for sure. I would have had my lips done. Absolutely. I, was so, I didn't like any of those things about me. I didn't think, I didn't like how I looked. So if you add social media on top, and that's the sad thing about it, isn't it? Because yeah. now when you see the effects, you go, there's nothing wrong with you naturally. Not that there even needs to be anything. What, what does that even mean? Anything wrong with you? Exactly. Uh, I it's, think it's just, yeah. They're just making money on, on, on youth, you know? They're making money on vulnerable people. It's disgusting. It just doesn't, it doesn't look right. I mean, I get it. People have certain images they want to portray and they can do whatever they want to their own bodies. That's fine. I they can, of course. That's their choice, but I just don't yeah. agree with someone shoving a chemical into a lip or into a face or whatever it might be. That's a personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not here to I judge people who do it. So you, especially if you... No, it, and I think it's not like... It's not even... Yeah, exactly like you said. It's not judgment on the people who, who are having it done. Yeah. It's a judgment on the... I am <laughs> judging the marketing of the industry and how they make people feel to make them think that... I mean, I, I, I was working with a girl, she was in her early 20s, beautiful girl. Not just because I knew her and I thought she was great personality, but just even if she was walking down the street, you know, by all means and standard, however terrible that sounds, but you know, uh, she was a really pretty girl, like, you know, and she started to have like her lips done. And yeah. then she had like injection in her, there was not a single line on her face. There was wow. nothing wrong with her natural lips. And I was like, early 20s. And I'm like, what's she gonna do when she hits 30 and 40? Wow. She's not going to look nice anymore because it's going to be so fake. Yeah. Know? And what it does to her health, you know. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But, so that's the tension there. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. These things happen. These things happen. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember how we got into that. Do you know? I don't know either. <laughs> but it's interesting how conversations sorry, flow. Sorry, no, sorry. no, it's good. Um, there's only one more film I'd like to throw in the hat. Again, you may not have seen it. It's another horror-based one which has spawned lots of sequels. But Jaws 2 came out. Oh, of course I bought Jaws. Uh, was it Jaws 2 that it came out? It was Jaws 2 that came out in 78. Jaws traumatised me for swimming, by the way. Yes. So I have watched it, but now when I see clips of it, I'm like, I can't believe that's what scared me. Yeah, it looks it... so fake. Like the original Jaws. <laughs> like, rubbish off with dodgy teeth. <laughs> it's the dodgiest thing ever. I was like, how did they get away with it? Um, but... Yeah, I don't know which one. I don't know if I watched all of them. I think I may have just watched the first one because it was so difficult for me to be in the swimming pool afterwards. I, I don't blame oh you. I, I don't think comfortably I could swim in the sea. I've swam in the sea a couple of times and it's always been a case of looking over my shoulder in case there's a fin. Same. Same. Oh, something underneath the water I can't yeah. see, like an eel or something. So I grab my leg or something. I don't know. Like It has Scary. ruined, I think it has ruined water for like most of that generation that watched it as a kid. I remember going on, um, when I was on honeymoon, and my wife and I, we, we booked a scuba diving trip, and um, it was just a, lo- a local cove that would just take you under the water, through through a couple of caves, and back out, 25 minutes, 30 minutes at, at, at best. 
and all I did the entire time was look behind me. There could be a shark somewhere. It could be a shark somewhere. There was no, there was no shark there. They haven't had reportings of sharks in that area of the world for a long time, and yet that's all I could think about. Any minute now, there'd be a shark attack, and I'll be in his belly. It just freaked me out, and that's because of Jaws and other movies it like is, it. Yeah. Is anything that I can see underwater, like I have been, you know, with the goggles, so not scuba diving, with the goggles. Yeah. If I can see what's underneath me, I'm calm. But a minute, like if you add too much seaweed on the seabed and I can't see, or if I don't have my goggles on, <laughs> I sound like I'm like, I'm like weird. But you know, I have actually swum in Australia on the West Coast and there was like a shark, it was a, ve- it was a vegetarian one. And sea turtles and manta rays. I've seen, I've, but because I could see it, yeah, I was fine. And obviously, the guys were saying there's no risks. You know, I was yeah. kind of basing on that. But if I have to cross, there was in Western Australia, I had to cross a part of a lake with a group, and we could not see. And in Australia, everything is deadly down there. And it's oh, like yeah. you cross, and I, I, we were all like. We were so on edge. I was like, I was so uncomfortable. I, was like, I cannot see what's in the woods. This is crazy to me. Yeah. So yeah, it is Jaws. It really is Jaws. That's that's. It is all Jaws did that. There, it has a lot to answer for. It does. If you ever see that shark, just just have a word. Just have a word. Have a word. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it seems mostly horror and a musical, which to me is a horror anyway. Dominates the cinemas. <laughs> I've always said about Greece, though, right, just going back to it, if you took out all the singing parts, you'd have a film set in a, in a high school with rival gangs, amazing car chases, gang warfare, and a great storyline without all the singing bits. So, you know, take that away. But instead, you've got to sing and fall in love with them and jump on top of the tables and grab... No, just just go in the car and have a car chase. That'd, that'd be fun. Yeah. Do that instead. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, again, Greece don't like it. I was just saying. Um <laughs> The other thing I wanted to touch on was um, was toys. Only two things, well, three things stand out to me in that year. The most dominant toy was Star Wars because of obviously the movie came out the year before and everybody who was everybody wanted something to do with Star Wars. You being a sci-fi newcomer, I will say, yeah. Star Wars has it had any infiltration in your life yet in any kind? No, any kind of I still way? don't know who the car. I still don't know who the characters are, and you actually. Uh, and when I watched Discovery, I knew Spock. I knew about the, the hand sign, but that's because I watched The Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. So that's how I know about Cypher before. But I don't actually know. I don't remember. What, I don't know what the difference is. Between, and I know there is a big one, but between Star Wars and Star Trek. I mean, now I, I know the some of the characters in Star Trek, but I don't know what Star Wars. I can't remember now. You, oh, ha- yes. You... Is it the one where it starts and it's like a big scroll of text that says once upon a time or something? Or uh-huh. Yes. But yeah. After that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an interesting review. I might take that on board for the next time I talk about Star Wars. You know, with the things coming across the screen, that's it. Yeah, yeah that'll do. And the big text, yeah. yeah. They obviously dominated back in the day. So everyone had Star Wars toys. Obviously, you didn't. You'd only just been born. No, but... I didn't. A board game that I'm I still play now, which I don't know if you've ever played, but I would imagine you would have done. Was Hungry Hippos? That's when it got released. Oh yeah! Do you remember Snakes and Ladders? Of course, of course, remember Snakes and Ladders. Same vein, isn't it? Yeah, Hungry Hippos. Yeah, I don't know if I actually had it at home, but I've definitely played it as a kid. It's still getting made now. I I love it. It's a noisy game though, because it's not just a case of small (laughs) hands hitting it. It's just frantic slapping on a hippo to get the the pebbles into his mouth. But it's that's when it's it got released. Fun. It's been going quite a while now that game, and it's still popular. The other thing was wow. something called the little. On it. Oh yeah, well the hippos are always hungry, so you've always got to maintain it. That's why that's why it does so well. Um, and one more thing that came up was something called the little professor. Now I don't know if you if you oh, remember this. Oh, the one we had to operate on. 
No, and you had to no. take out stuff with the tweezers without it buzzing. No, that was Operation, but that's a good shout. That's a good game. That's a good one. I, I like that one. What's up? What's the other one? The Little Professor oh, was um. It's called Little Professor, and essentially it was, essentially it was a fancy calculator. But what it was, it, it looked like a like a professor, like a scientist, and you put a series of different cards into his back, which would make the buttons do different things, different types oh. of um mathematics or noises or phrases, and was really popular. I remember having one of them. I'm sure it was like bright white and bright yellow or something like that. But you would put a piece of card in his back. And it would make different bits available on on his chest to press. Very nerdy, very geeky. I should have had like big thick rim glasses and like a pen in my pocket with this little professor in my hands. But um, yeah, yeah, they were the dominant toys of the, of the time, as well as things like dolls' houses and pretend kitchens, which we still get nowadays. But um, sci-fi again dominating the toy lines in your year, as well as certain aspects of films, because yeah. looping it all the way all the way back to the beginning via the DeLorean I don't have, sci-fi is proving popular even now, as it was yeah. back then. So it's kind of nice that when you were born to now, it's gone full circle. You you were born into a sci-fi era, and you're discovering yeah. it years later and going back and, yeah. and, and retracing your roots. How that's it. All, how it that's all started. Right. And that's what's that's it's, right. it's the time travel element all over again. Oh, my God, yeah, time travelling. Do you think, now that you've had a taste for sci-fi in... in Albeit mm-hmm. small ways that you're gonna maintain your journey and discover and discover more things. Little Star Trek Discovery comment there. Throw oh, in there. I, I love it. Do you know, uh, I'm definitely gonna. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, like as of today, I definitely still love sci-fi. So, uh, what's gonna happen in the future? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I still watch it. Um, but uh, uh, discovering, you know, I tried actually to discover all the series of Star Trek. Oh, other stuff about Star Trek on Netflix, but they. They look so dated, and I know it, like, it sounds awful to say, but because Discovery is so well, you know, really, you know, all the special effects are really good and costumes and all of that. But um, so I don't know if I want to watch even the ones from the nineties or two thousand and seven, and it's like it looks so dated compared to the one I see. So uh, I don't know if I will. Uh, I probably should, but I'm definitely looking forward to any new ones they're gonna they're gonna make about Star Trek. I will definitely watch that. It's it's not going away any anytime soon. Sci fi is very no. popular, so we're gonna just be expecting yeah. more and more and, and we welcome it. We welcome it. Whether it be yeah. new literature, new T V shows, new books, new toys, new costumes for Comic Con. Yeah. Whatever it might Definitely. be. We're gonna embrace it and, and go on yeah. the on the sci fi journey even further. Yeah. I would love it if you could let people know all about your podcast and yourself. So if you could as I've said, you're from you're you're from. You're not from the podcast. You're the host of <laughs> you're the host of of um of two old for this podcast. I, I don't like saying it, but I will let you say it. That's okay. Um, so right. if you could just let the listeners just know a little a little bit of um a little bit of a summary about what you're about and how people can get in touch or get involved with you. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, so if you wanna listen to the podcast, it's available I believe like probably like everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Like it's on tons of places but obviously the usual suspects are like apple Podcasts and spotify so if you have an android or if you have a iphone you you know you can access it um but yeah you just basically google or search if you don't have those you just search for tool for this shit and it's sh asterisk t so it's not s-h-i-t it's sh asterisk t uh, podcast and yeah my name is angie and you can also find me on the website if you want to know about podcasting and so on you can go to angie hyphen s.com 
if the angie-s.com if you <laughs> if uh, i'm not making sense with how i say it you can also go to learnpodcasting.online and that's where you have all my workshops but yeah wait because when you say g so golf golf is that g that's correct yeah we say golf when yeah, we play so, g oh, because that does i always have to think about g okay so i'm going to spell it out sorry so it's <laughs> a-n-g-i-e and then hyphen s.com that's the website or learnpodcasting.online there you go yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so the, the podcast we know uh is mainly interview based so i have a different guest for each episode and i now release the podcast twice a month uh it used to be weekly but now it's twice a month and yeah you'll find all kinds of stuff on there uh so yeah i look forward to to you know to see you on that side as well <laughs> awesome I can I can 100% vouch for Angie. She's a great listen and a great interviewee as well. Um, or interviewer, I should say. Not interviewee, interviewer. She has really varied guests on there, great subject matter, and it's always a pleasure to listen to. So keep up the good work because I'm enjoying it. And others will. Thank you so much. Everyone listening, as you know by now, it's all under the same social tagline. You can find me under Davey810Mins across all the socials. And by now, I don't even keep, why bother keep telling you. She's all, no, she's all getting in touch with me. But again, all at Davia 10 minutes, just send me some comments, good or bad, and um, I welcome your responses. It's always nice to hear from you and get involved. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to his podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all about the reviews, you know. The more reviews, the more reviews you get, the better it goes. And, and that's what it's about yeah. the journey, progressing. So, so yeah, just get involved, everyone. Again, Davia 10 minutes. Um, Angie, it has been fun to have you on the show. I thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm always grateful it's to get so someone on. Yeah, of course. It's it's again. It's not something you normally discuss, but it's nice to get you. No, I love it. I love that. You know, topic. get the more the more the more personal side of you into the podcast. So instead of being the interviewer, you're the interviewee. I've used it the right way this time. Yeah. Is, is it nice to be on the on the other side of the uh, of the microphone? I suppose. Yeah, it is, and it's also really nice to be able to get like my freak flag out about sci-fi. I don't have many friends I can talk to about sci-fi. I mean, I have friends, but I mean, not <laughs> I don't, there's not enough of them to talk about sci-fi with because not all of them are into sci-fi. So I don't really get the chance to really geek out on it, um, other than online. So yeah. this is really great, <laughs> but to talk about it with an actual person. <laughs> Well, um, you're more yeah. than welcome anytime if you want to discuss sci-fi or anything and by all means yeah. get, get involved because I'm sure we can have you on again but yeah um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sign off for now uh, thank you very much to Angie everyone who's listening thanks for your time and I will speak to you soon take care everyone bye bye bye